Lakers Carpool is brought to you by Hook Products USA. Truck lovers, tow hook covers finally are here. Introducing Tokes, a first-of-its-kind tow hook cover that is a great way to personalize your truck's factory tow hooks. Tokes are made in the USA out of high-grade silicone rubber that clasps right over your truck's factory tow hooks so it installs in seconds and no tools are needed. With colors red, white, blue, pink, and amber, and costing just $34.95 per pair, Tokes are a unique and affordable way to customize your truck. Go to hookproductsusa.com and head over to the compatibility tool to make sure that Tokes will fit over your truck's tow hooks. After that, check out a super easy and your truck will be rocking its Tokes in no time. Again, that's hookproductsusa.com for Tokes, the original tow hook cover. Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on today's episode. Today's episode comes with some somber news with the Lakers getting eliminated from the playoffs in the Western Conference Finals, getting swept by the Denver Nuggets. I will say, the first thing I want to say on this episode is, even though getting swept definitely left a bad taste in my mouth, it's incredibly impressive what the Lakers did, what they accomplished, making it to the Western Conference Finals in the first place, beating the number two seed Memphis Grizzlies in the first round, beating Steph and the Golden State Warriors in the second round, getting to the Western Conference Finals. After a 2-10 start on the season, completely changing the entire roster, a whole new team at the trade deadline, bringing in D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura, Malik Beasley. Did I say Jared Vanderbilt already? Um, just a totally re-changing the starting lineup, throwing Austin Reeves in the starting lineup, just LeBron hurting his foot, not sure if he was going to come back, him coming back and playing on a foot that people, you know, doctors told him needed season-ending, like, surgery or that his season should have ended with that foot injury. Um, So considering all the ups and downs, the roller coaster of a season, even making it to the Western Conference Finals is a huge accomplishment. We'll get into to the series a little bit more and the Lakers and their matchup with the Nuggets and all that stuff, but but just want to say that. Just want to say like getting to the Western Conference Finals was huge and just incredibly proud of how far the Lakers even made it in the playoffs and all that stuff. So and then secondly, just want to give a shout out to Denver. They were incredible in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, to sweep any team in any playoff round is incredibly impressive. And the Nuggets were, they caught their stride at the right time. I mean, even, you know, the the Timberwolves and the Suns beat the, beat the Nuggets a few times and the Lakers couldn't do it. And it's not that the Lakers weren't good or that the, that the Lakers couldn't have beat them. They put themselves into positions where they could have won a couple of the games, maybe even changed the series completely had a few possessions gone differently. Had Jokic not had crazy last second on the shot clock threes or KCP or Michael Porter Jr. hitting really timely threes to stop the Lakers from going on runs multiple times in multiple games, or Jamal Murray just going off, right? Like, you have to give a lot of credit to the Denver Nuggets squad and tip your hat. I mean, at a certain point, if you're getting swept, if they're winning four games in a row like that, like, they just were the better team. They stepped up when they needed to, and the Lakers didn't. And... So definitely, but my, my my last episode, we had talked about the Lakers going down 
and both of those games being in Denver. Coming back to LA, I thought for sure the Lakers would be able to at least get <laughs> get one of those games, if not both of those games. In the first two games, there were moments where the Lakers were outmatched, outscored, especially in game one, right? Like they kind of got punched in the mouth by Denver. And then they came back, they made it a game, and they came back and, and had a chance to take that game, actually. And then game two, the Lakers played it close. They had the lead multiple times, lost the lead, and lost the game by five. Game three, didn't do an episode after game three yet, so I haven't really talked about it. But another one of those games where the Lakers were looking pretty good, um, they couldn't get over the hump, right? They couldn't get over the hump of being down to Denver, Denver hitting big, timely shots. I mean, that's the story of this series. Outside of, I mean, at least on the Denver side of things, right? Like, the Lakers did a good job at, like, kind of keeping Jokic in check. Jamal Murray was a big story. And then MPJ, KCP, Jamal Murray, Jokic hitting just huge shots when they needed it, and the Lakers not being able to do so on their end really killed the Lakers, and that's what happened in Game 3 also. Lakers finally... I think they took the lead 94 to 93 in game three. And then the, the Nuggets just went on like a 13-0 run to basically to end the game. Lakers ended up losing by, I think, 10 or so in that game. And they the game was a lot closer than that. It, you know, the, the Nuggets just came out and went on a run to end the game. And the Lakers didn't close games particularly, particularly well. And then game four, actually, I mentioned in my last episode I was going to go to game four. I went to game four. Super fun game. Obviously... Not the result that we would have wanted as Lakers fans, but the game was super fun in itself. I could not, I couldn't believe how loud the arena was getting, especially late in the game when the Lakers finally tied the game at like one o, was it like one eleven or one o one. I think it was one eleven. They tied the game. Lakers almost got a big stop. the The Lakers, I think, went down one thirteen to one eleven. They got a big stop. The place was so loud, and then Lakers just couldn't get it done late in the game and we'll get into a little bit more of that in a sec talking about game four but um but yeah game four was another game where the lakers had i mean they were up by 15 at halftime they put up 73 points in the first half they're up 73 to 58 at halftime i think and just a, a pitiful third quarter killed them they got outscored by 20 points in the third quarter so the lakers got swept in this series and the nuggets were 100 percent by far the better team but I think the series and these games were a lot closer when you watch them and follow them than it seems if you were just kind of following the box score or following the series, like the series from outside. So I, I, I want to mention that. Obviously, hats off and credit to the Nuggets for a fantastic series. They played incredible all four games. Lakers played, I would say they played good for the series, but they didn't play up to Denver standards. And they, at the end of the day, Denver just deserved to win that series. So definitely a bummer. I think part of the reason that LeBron even played so hard on this injured foot, and it's really, I feel like this injured foot thing is really cryptic. Like they say, they mentioned that doctors told him that he should have ended this ended his season after he hurt his foot. And then he goes to the quote unquote LeBron James of doctors to get it fixed. And then he's out there like in the Memphis series throwing down reverse windmill dunks and sprinting and just looking pretty good. I mean, he didn't look his best. He didn't look even close to how he looked before he hurt his foot, even this season. 
but he still looked really good considering all that. So it's still cryptic in terms of like what actually happened and how he was able to do what he was able to do. But they say that he got opinions that he needed to end his season. So I'm going to, I mean, I'll take the word for it. Um, but you know, you have LeBron ending or hurting his foot and, but I really think that LeBron thought that the Lakers had a chance at winning or making a run for the finals. And that's why he was playing so hard on, on his injured foot. So let's jump in and, and kind of talk about game four and what happened to the Lakers. I think we'll just say if the Lakers even had, had the Lakers won game four and you know, it would have made the series three, one, I don't think the Lakers would have gone on a run and forced even maybe, I feel like they probably would have lost in five just based on, you know, LeBron had to play 48 minutes. He played 48 minutes in game four. He put up 40 points. He, I mean, he basically gassed himself in the first half. He couldn't, he was not nearly as productive or energized in the second half, both ways on on the court as he was in the first half. So I don't think that the Lakers, even if they had won game four, would have won the series or anything like that. But it would have been nice to at least win one. Also, selfishly, it would have been nice for them to win at least the game that I went to. But at least it was a good game. Um, So game four, I mean, the Lakers jumped out to a huge lead. They, they, um, LeBron was playing well. He had 21 points in the first half. You had, you had um, the Lakers hitting threes. LeBron was hitting threes. Dennis Schroeder was hitting threes. LeBron had LeBron had a lob that he was trying to throw it to like I think Rui that went in for a three. Like everything was just going the Lakers' way. And on the flip side, the Nuggets couldn't hit a shot. They were missing a bunch of threes and all that stuff. And if you listen to my previous episodes, I thought for sure there was going to be a game, or at least multiple games, where the Nuggets finally missed some shots, didn't hit some threes, and we never got a full game of that. It might have happened for a half, or it might have happened for two or three quarters, but there was always at least, you know, a half or or a quarter where they went off and hit a bunch of threes and really got back into into the game if the Lakers had had a big lead. And so the the they couldn't they weren't hitting shots in the first half. And I was like, okay, maybe this is a game where, you know, they played hard for three games, the Nuggets have, and maybe their legs are a little tired and maybe they're just gonna miss some shots. And maybe they they'll, you know, lose this game and then go back and close out the series in Denver. Um and that's what it looked like in the first in the first half. The Lakers played great. LeBron ended up having, I think, thirty-one points in the first half. Thirty or thirty-one points in the first half. He was pretty much unstoppable, just attacking the basket. Um, Anthony Davis was pretty ineffective or ineffective in the first half. Really, for the for a lot of the game, he was ineffective. I mean, he was get, pulling down a lot of rebounds, and he you know his presence was being felt defensively and even offensively to a degree. But it was really the, the LeBron show for really the entirety of the game, but definitely that first half. And, you know, like I was mentioning, the Lakers were, were hitting threes, they're hitting shots, the Nuggets were not hitting shots, and things were looking good. You know, the Lakers go up 73, I think 73-58 at halftime. They're up 15. And the, the Lakers got a standing ovation in the arena after that first half. That's how good they played. And I think the the fans, you know, we were just feeling so desperate for the Lakers to play to play well and I, and it was a really outstanding first half from from LeBron so even he alone deserved that standing ovation so but but it almost felt as if like I, mean, I, I didn't I don't know if I felt like this from the team because I don't know what they're talking about or what's going on in the locker room but in the stadium in the arena 
it almost felt like the the fans were treating that first half as if it was like the end of the game like we were just standing ovation cheering them on for the end of the game um which i was kind of like feeling a little worried about like we're getting a little too ahead of ourselves especially with this nuggets team where they can just hit timely shots and you know when we played the nuggets in in the western conference finals a few years ago um jamal murray was good bubble murray was a thing but michael porter jr did not hit threes nearly as consistently as he did in this western conference finals we had some more guys that could push Jokic around, but like the shot making, obviously we had KCP on our team. They have KCP now who he hit a bunch of big threes and, and shots. Um, and so they can just get back into games. If you have a big lead, like they can get back into games pretty easily. And that's what we have. What happened in the third quarter? The third quarter is exactly what killed us. Um, we only scored 16 points. We, we missed we had to have missed like eight to 10 layups where we got to the rim and we just couldn't finish. We were either looking for the foul or, you know, probably were kind of getting fouled a little bit. The Nuggets are a pretty physical team and, and the Lakers just, yeah, we just couldn't hit a layup. That's the most frustrating is we were actually doing what we should have done. Like keep attacking the basket. They were doing what they should do, but they were doing it a little bit. I don't know. Lazily. I could, I would say, um, Anthony Davis, he had a few, he tried to attack Jokic and Jokic is just a big body kind of pushed him a little bit. I, Anthony Davis should have gotten more fouls than foul calls than, um, than he got like against Jokic because the thing is that Jokic will just kind of push his body up against Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is more athletic than Jokic, but Jokic is a big body and he'll push him around. And I don't know what it is about Anthony Davis. Is it him like flailing around? Like he'll, kind of go towards the basket for a layup, get pushed and kind of flail. And I feel like he's trying to draw attention to the foul. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that he's flopping necessarily. Maybe sometimes, but like, I wouldn't say that he flops, but it's more just like he'll shoot the ball and then flail his arms a little bit or his leg. And, and uh, it just looks weird. And the, the refs can't tell if it's a foul or not. Like if he just went strong against Jokic, you know, I feel like they would, the refs would be more likely to call more fouls. I don't know, maybe not, but, but I feel like that just got into Anthony Davis's head, where he just couldn't. He felt like he couldn't attack Jokic inside, and with the Lakers being so big on playing Anthony Davis at the five, they almost always only have him attack offensively inside. You know, we didn't try any pick and pops, you know, that he got, he, he finally got a little bit going in the fourth quarter, a few like mid range jump shots that he hit that got us back into the game. But he's pretty much only always attacking the basket. And if he doesn't have it inside, you know, if he's going up against a big body, like, like Jokic, he's kind of screwed in that sense. You know, I feel like the Lakers could have done a way better job at just moving Jokic around on Anthony Davis, like pulling at least when Jokic is covering Anthony Davis, like pulling Anthony Davis out, doing more pick and pops, um, pull pull him to the mid range. Let because the thing is, like Anthony Davis is 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 quicker than Jokic, so he can get to the basket. Jokic kind of has to play off of Anthony Davis a little bit. He can't play right up on him because he's either going to get a foul call or get beat to the basket. And and um, so he'll leave that that mid range jumper more open or at least he should 
And the Lakers didn't really do that too much. They did it, they did it a little bit in the fourth quarter finally. But if you, you know, you just gotta change things up. If you don't have things, if you keep missing layups, if if you can't, if Anthony Davis can't get it going inside on Jokic because Jokic is just too big and he's bodying him, then pull him out. You know, pull him out to the three point line or the mid range and and see what you can get going. So that was a little frustrating in the third quarter, and we ended up getting outscored thirty six to sixteen. Just a really just frustrating third quarter. Got the Nuggets all the way back into the game, and after after the Lakers just having a totally dominant um, first half, and then in the fourth quarter, the Lakers we um, let me see I'm pulling up the box score. The Lakers played better in the fourth quarter finally, <laughs> and we ended up outscoring them twenty two to nineteen. We held them to only nineteen points in the fourth quarter which is pretty incredible, but it just wasn't quite enough for the Lakers to get the win. We, we only lost by two points, and the big thing in the fourth quarter was, I mean, Jokic had an insane three-pointer that he hit to, I think it put the I think it put the Nuggets up six. Like, I think the Lakers hit a big, the Lakers, like, hit a big three. It was, like, a three-point game, and then Jokic goes down late in the shot clock, just literally, like, backpedaling and hits a three to... I think it put us up, put them up six. It was either five or six. And that felt like the backbreaker in the game. And the Lakers ended up tying the game at 111. They ended up getting, I think they ended up getting a stop. See, there, there was one thing that happened with about a minute left in that game where the ball, the Lakers are playing really good. De- the Lakers defense really stepped it up in the fourth quarter. Like, I mean, they only scored 19 points in the fourth quarter. And we were really, the Lakers were doing a really good job at keeping the Nuggets like from they were just like really shooting late in the shot clock. I think maybe part of that was them trying to run the clock down, but also the Lakers were playing really good defense. And the 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 Nuggets just hit some crazy shots at the end of the shot clock. Um but the Lakers defense stepped up and like a minute left in the game, the Lakers are playing good defense. They get a deflection, the ball goes out of bounds. And I, from where I was sitting, it happened on the other side of the court, so I couldn't, I didn't have a great view of like who hit the ball or what exactly happened. But when they replayed it on the video board, it looked pretty off. Like I don't know, it looked pretty clear that Jamal Murray might have touched it. I, I wasn't like a hundred percent convinced. But there's only a minute left in the game, and you're, I think the Lakers were tied at that point. I think it was one eleven to one eleven, and. I mean, the crowd was going nuts. It was a, it was so, it was the loudest I've ever heard a basketball game. It was so loud, and the, the fans were into it. The team was kind of like gaining momentum. They were hitting big shots. They were keeping in the game, staying in the game, and, and all that stuff. And I don't know for the life of me why Darvin Ham didn't challenge that because, I mean, the referee came from the other side of the court to to change the call. I think he changed the call to give the ball to the Nuggets. And I'm almost positive. I mean, I don't know. I, I look at the replay. I feel like it, it hits off Jamal Murray's hands and goes out of bounds. So what I'm trying to say is, and I think I saw a tweet saying that like they came out and said that it should have been awarded Lakers ball, that they got the call wrong. So even more so reason why Darvin Ham should have should have challenged the call. Because tied one eleven tied at one eleven with around a minute left in the game. If the Lakers can go down and take the lead with how crazy the fans were, like with how loud the stadium was and how into it we were and how good how well the Lakers are playing defense for the most part 
um, I think the momentum could have shifted. Now, obviously, it's a big if, right? The Lakers still have to go down and make a shot to take the lead and then, you know, have get a stop and stuff. But at the very least, you kind of, you're, I don't know how to say this, but like the Lakers are the ones winning the possession in the sense of like they go up one, you know, they go up two. So then it puts the Nuggets on their backs to then go and tie the game. And even if they go tie the game, then, you know, the next possession down, the Lakers could have the ball. The Lakers could have the ball with 30 seconds in a tie game instead of the Nuggets. And that's exactly what happened was the Nuggets got the ball. Um, they ended up, I think, on that possession. I can't remember if it was on that possession that the the Nuggets, I think it was on that possession where the ball went out of bounds and they got awarded it. The Nuggets go down and score. And it's 113 to 111. Nuggets are up by two. Lakers have the ball with around 40, 30, 30, 40 seconds left. And just two terrible possessions. Lakers had two terrible offensive possessions to end the game. Um, LeBron, the Lakers call timeout. And then on the video board, the the Lakers are playing like clips and highlights of big game-winning shots that the Lakers have had. Robert Ory, Kobe Bryant. Um, I think they showed the one where, I think it was Ron Artest flipped it up to to beat the Suns in game five of a Western Conference Finals. They're they're showing all these games and historic wins that the Lakers have had at the last minute. And then the Lakers go out out of a timeout. And LeBron has the ball on the left side of the on the left side of the court, on the left side of the hoop, and he's like backing down, does a fadeaway and shoots it off the side of the backboard. I'm like, come on. Like that's really the best the thing is like I appreciate LeBron for wanting to take the last shot, right? He had 40 points in this game. He had a 40-point game, a huge game, a great game, especially considering his age and all that stuff. Um, and, I, and you know, him being the leader of the team, I appreciate him wanting to take the, the game-winning shot, you know, wanting to step up and all that stuff. But him fading away on the in the corner mid-range it's just not my favorite shot from him, you know? Um, I would have rather the Lakers just try... The thing is, is and this just happens with the, with LeBron, I feel like, is there's a lot of just stagnation on offense. A lot of watching, right? Like, LeBron will get into a one-on-one scenario. And that's what he... I feel like in the late, late in the game and even in the third quarter a little bit, he was trying to create mismatches to, like, ISO against Jamal Murray... Or the smaller, you know, KCP, the smaller guys on on the Nuggets, and at a certain point, I feel like he just was gassed and was like just really struggling to attack the basket consistently the way he did in the first half. And in the last two possessions, so he, you know, he gets into this ISO situation where he's kind of backing down the defender. I forget who was on him, and then he does a little turnaround fadeaway where he literally hit the side of the backboard. Like this is a shot that we would make fun of Russell Westbrook for, right? Like, it was a terrible shot. Um, You know, I just would have rather seen the Lakers do something like a pick and roll or do some, just create more movement, Um, get get a cutter, get Austin Reeves open at, from three. Something It's just something a little more than that. And then the Lakers, so the Lakers shoots off the backboard. There's like 30 seconds left or so on the shot clock or on the game clock. Nuggets go down. Lakers get a stop. And at this point, like, right, like the crowd is still super into it. It's still super loud. 
Lakers call a timeout, four seconds left in the game, chance to tie or win with a two or a three. And the play they ran seemed similar to what we ran both against the Timberwolves. Um, when we, when Schroeder, when LeBron drive the basket, kicked it out to Schroeder for a three that had, you know, took the lead at least at the time before Anthony Davis fouled the three point shooter. And then also similar to game four against Memphis when LeBron drove for the basket and hit the game tying layup. So they basically ran, it was a similar situation where it was basically just get the ball to LeBron and get him to the basket and then let him figure out what's going to, what's going to happen. Unfortunately, I feel like four seconds wasn't quite enough time because the the Nuggets just built a wall. They just created a wall with Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray got in front of them, and Jamal Murray just played the ball in when with, with it in LeBron's hand still and got it tied up. LeBron couldn't even get a shot off, and unfortunately, with four seconds left, I feel like there just wasn't a, enough time to for LeBron to like kick the ball to anybody. Um, obviously, in retrospect, it's easy to say like, oh yeah, so Austin Reeves inbound the ball would have been cool to like have Austin Reeves inbound the ball, get some sort of screen, and then pop out for a three, just go for the win. You know, at that point in the series, like, you're probably not winning the series. It's done. It doesn't look likely. So just go for the win in game four like that. Go, just go for the three. Austin Reeves have been pretty hot from three for the last few games, really the entire series. Um, let him go for three. But I, I get it. LeBron's the leader of the team. He wants to to go out with the opportunity to to take the last shot and get the game-winning shot. And it worked two different times, right? It worked in against the Timberwolves and it worked against against Memphis. But the Nuggets, I feel like the Nuggets just knew what was coming and what was going to happen. And to not get a shot off with four seconds left down two just is, I just, I, just, I hate that so much. And it sucks that the season ended like that. It ended on that play. The Lakers, I mean, that was kind of the story of this series and kind of the, of the playoffs in general. Like the Lakers won two, two series in the playoffs this season. And it came mostly on the backs of their defense. You had some big games from LeBron, big games from Austin Reeves, big games from Rui, big games from Anthony Davis offensively that helped the Lakers get get wins and get through those first two rounds. But at the end of the day, the Lakers offense was pretty, I don't know, I would say below average in my opinion. Um, D'Angelo Russell was a non-factor in this Denver series. He was really hit and miss throughout the playoffs. Anthony Davis while extremely good defensively and and pretty good off he was he was just pretty good offensively you know he wasn't really a force to be reckoned with every game which is what you need from him you need your second best player or in theory he i mean he should be the lakers best player at this point um but you need a guy like anthony davis to be be a force on offense on both ends of the court every night and the lakers didn't get that you know again i'm not trying to talk down on anthony davis like he was huge for the Lakers. The Lakers don't win those first two rounds without Anthony Davis, especially on the def- like just the defense that he provides. But for the Lakers to get to the finals and win a finals, which is what we've we've seen them do it, you need Anthony Davis to be just better all around offensively. And he was just a little too hit and miss, right? He had a huge you had a 40-point game from Anthony Davis in game 1. It's funny, this series was bookended by 40-point games. You had a 40-point game from Anthony Davis in game 1 and a 40-point game from LeBron in Game 4. And the Lakers couldn't get a win in either of those games, which is really says something about, I think, well, one, how good Denver was, and two, looking at the Lakers, just how little offensive production we got from the rest of the team. You know, you would get Austin Reeves 
scoring a good amount. Rui Hachimura came came out and, and scored pretty well, but you need you know you need your top three or four guys to to really hit shots and and score points. And the Lakers didn't really have that too much, um, especially in this Denver series. So a tough, just a tough series in general for the Lakers. A series again where they played. I would say pretty good. They play pretty good. I'm just at this point not convinced. Like I still like Anthony Davis. He's still like one of my favorite players because of the versatility that he provides and his his potential and stuff. But I'm not convinced that Anthony Davis wants to be or even can be a number one option on a finals contending team or a finals winning team at least. Like he just I don't know if he needs to be better it needs to be in better shape if if he needs to I think part of it is the makeup of the team. You know, I think a lot of Anthony Davis's success back in um, the 2020 season was that the Lakers played him more at the four. And we had, we consistently had guys like Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee in the game next to him to kind of take away, take away um, just creating mismatches and things like that. And I feel like the the Lakers, well, the Lakers didn't have that this season. He was played primarily at the five. We continuously rolled out three guard lineups with D'Lo, Austin Reeves, Dennis Schroeder, Lonnie Walker, right? You know, insert X guard on the Lakers. Um, and we just played small. And I think part of the reason that the Lakers struggled against the Nuggets, which I didn't really account for, I, I kind of mentioned it before and I was a little worried about this, but I didn't think it was going to be a huge problem was the Nuggets were just a bigger team, bigger and more physical. And I heard the guys on Laker film room podcast talk about this in their latest episode a little bit too, but, but like the Lakers just, um, or in an 82, like in a, in a full season, 82 game season, um, playing small, spreading the floor a little more, getting, you know, pushing the pace, that kind of stuff can maybe be more efficient during the regular season. But in the playoffs, we've seen time and time again, a lot of times the more physical team will will be successful. And Lakers just didn't have the physicality to go up against against the Nuggets, right? Like Rui stepped up and played really good defense on Jokic, but he's undersized. That's a mismatch all day. And Jokic probably could have exploited it even more than he did. But like Jokic really chose to pass out of a lot of opportunities down uh, down low against Rui, which I feel like he probably could have just pounded the paint and and scored a lot more than he did. But I mean, that's a mismatch. Rui, Rui played really well, and I'm I'm happy with what he saw, and I really hope the Lakers bring him back. But um, but it's a mismatch, right? Like there's a reason why being able to throw Dwight Howard at Jokic in in the in the Western Conference Finals three years ago m- made a huge difference for the Lakers. You didn't have to have Anthony Davis banging up with, against him for majority of the game you didn't have to have lebron or Rui um trying to go in and help and and undersized and try and bang with him right and that's a big thing too is like lebron down the end of the at the end of the game in in game four was stepping up and he was the guy guarding jamal murray he was the guy guarding Jokic. and it's like where, where lebron's at i mean it's incredible that he do, he was able to do it and he played really good defense down the stretch of the game um but Lakers just can't, you just can't have LeBron being that guy and also expect him to go down and hit the game winning shot. You know, like he just doesn't have that anymore. He's still incredible. I'm not saying that like, he just, he's still incredible. He just, he just doesn't have 
the energy. He's 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 38 years old, you know. Um, and he's still mentally there, and he still mentally wants to be that guy, but he just isn't really that guy anymore. So, so we just didn't have enough physicality to go up against a bigger team, and I think that's kind of what comes comes down to it um, with the Lakers overall and in, in in this series. And I think we got not lucky, but I think we were able to do it. We matched up pretty well against. I mean, we, I was a little worried about Memphis and how we ma- would match up against them, but we matched up. We ended up matching up pretty well against the Nuggets. We matched up really well against the Warriors and were able to win those series. And then against the Nuggets, it was just a little too much, right? It wasn't. Again, you look at the game and you think like, oh yeah, we we uh, got swept and it was just a blowout. No, it wasn't. We were a few possessions away each game from from winning. Pretty much all four of those games. And we just needed a little bit more to get to get over that, right? A little bit more. Uh, multiple games we got Jokic into foul trouble. Couldn't get him fouled out of the game. We kind of, we got Jokic. Jokic got to five fouls in the fourth quarter. And <laughs> it's crazy. Like, he gets five fouls. The place is going nuts. And the Lakers just kind of stop attacking Jokic. They don't try and get him his sixth foul. Because the thing is, is like if LeBron and Anthony Davis attack Jokic relentlessly with five fouls, he's either going to foul out or he just is going to let you get the basket because he 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 you can't go into him without I don't know I I just I don't know I I think that was poor offense offense from the Lakers in, in Game Four, but yeah, and I think at the end of the day too, in terms of like guys stepping up. Right, like LeBron stepped up and played huge in the first half, and and I think he really gassed himself in the first half. So I I kind of give him a pass, but in the second half of that game four, there was way too many possessions where it was like late in the shot clock and Schroeder was jacking up a three or or a floater or um you know Lonnie Walker's taking a three and stuff. And like in theory, yeah, like these guys can hit shots. Dennis Schroeder hit some big threes in the first half that really helped the Lakers build their lead. I like Rui attacking the basket. Rui attacked the basket really well in the first half. Kind of stopped doing it in the second half. Um, but I feel like in the in that third quarter, especially, and then also in the fourth quarter, there was a lot of possessions where Anthony Davis should have been the guy that was attacking the basket, taking shots, and he didn't really step up and be that guy. You know, he he very. I think he ended up with like twenty points in the game. He, um, 21 points, where is it at? 21 points, 14 rebounds, but he was 6 for 15 from the field, which was, I mean, I guess that's, yeah, I mean, I don't know, not not great. Um, Rui Hachimura, it's funny because he had a pretty good first half, it felt like, but he ended the game 3 for 12 with only 10 points. Um, Dennis Schroeder, 5 for 13, 13 points. Austin Reeves, 6 for 11, 17 points, and off the bench, you had Tristan Thompson got a lot, got ten minutes and he played really well actually when he was in. Dennis uh Angelo Russell came off the bench in this game, only had four points, was two for four. And then Lonnie Walker was the only other guy that played off the bench, seven minutes, two points, one for two. Um Yeah, I don't know. I just I think I would have liked to see Austin Reeves get a little a few more looks. I think I would have liked to see Anthony Davis get some more looks. And, you know, LeBron James took twenty five shots, had forty points, was four for seven from three. 10 rebounds, nine assists, almost had a triple-double. Um, an incredible LeBron game. 
played the entire game. Um, and yeah, I'm going down this box score. And again, box scores don't tell you everything, but looking at this box score, it does. You do see that the Lakers just did not have enough production offensively. And um, even though LeBron had a great game, you still need if 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 you know if Austin Reeves only going to have 17. If D'Angelo Russell is coming off the bench with only four points, if uh, Schroeder's only having thirteen points, Hachimura is only having ten points, right? Like you still need you do, you need Anthony Davis to have twenty five points, right? You need forty from LeBron, twenty five from AD, and then this, this production from everyone else. If AD has twenty five points, Lakers win this game. You know, it's as simple as that. It's pretty pretty darn simple. Um, and fifteen shots from Anthony Davis, just you know, I'd like to see that a little more. A little more, you know. I would prefer to see Dennis Schroeder take maybe ten shots instead of thirteen, and then give those three shots to Anthony Davis. Have him take eighteen shots in this game. I think that if Anthony Davis takes eighteen shots in this game, it's likely that he at least makes one of those, and then we're looking at a tie game. If he makes two of those three shots, uh, Lakers win the game, and if he makes all three, Lakers win the game. You know. So I I just think that Anthony Davis is not nearly as as involved and was not nearly as involved as he should have been offensively um, for the majority of these playoffs. You know, I think he had some big games, right? He had a big game in game one against Denver. He had good games almost every other game offensively for the first two rounds. Um, and again, incredible defensively. Can't take that away from him. I'm not saying that he defensively was not um, not there, but, you know, I think... I think he just needs to be a little more involved offensively, especially if, especially in this era where LeBron James is doesn't quite have what uh, he used to have, especially with the injury that he was playing with, and and all that stuff. So, at the at the end of the day, the Nuggets were the better team. The Lakers were, I think, just a little undersized, and I think Anthony Davis didn't step up enough offensively down the stretch in the second half. Uh, you know, I think you could you could say the same for LeBron, but I give him a little bit of a pass considering that he had 30 points at halftime and really was like going all out in the first half and didn't get any rest in the game, played the entire game. So I give him a little bit of a, a little bit of slack for, for this game four specifically. But I think also looking at LeBron for the, like for this series in particular. Um, and again, this is something where it's like, is it the foot injury that's slowing him down? Is it him being older that's slowing him down? Is a little bit of both, but too many games where his, like looking at the box score, he was 0 for 6 or 0 for 8 from 3. It's like cut those threes in half and attack the basket, you know? And again, I'm saying this is as if I'm playing a video game, right? Like I, you have to consider the fact that he's his, his age and, and injury and stuff. I get it. But, and, and, you know, he's LeBron James. He's one of the best basketball players I ever live. So he gets an open three. He's going to take it. I don't really fault him for that, but there are better looks, right? whether it's Anthony Davis attacking the basket, whether it's Austin Reeves taking a three, if it's Rui attacking the basket, if it's, you know, LeBron getting a screen and creating something. I think the Nuggets were a little bit too okay with LeBron taking those threes, and that's why he was open, you know. They kind of were letting him shoot those threes a lot. And and he hit a lot of threes in game four, and it almost worked for the Lakers and and, and all that stuff. But um, in general, right, I give LeBron a pass for – just because of his age and the foot situation. But um, he also could have probably attacked the basket a lot more than he did, um, just like Anthony Davis. So 
at the end of the day, I think physicality is going to be huge. And I think um, the Nuggets are, are they're a good team and they're a fairly young team. So they're probably going to be around for a lot longer. And it'll be interesting to see what the Lakers do in the offseason with this team, right? Like we only have a few guys actually on contract for next year. I think it's like LeBron, Anthony Davis, Jared Vanderbilt, maybe Malik Beasley. Um, I could look it up. I, but it, there's like a handful, only a handful of guys that are actually, I think Mo Bamba is one of them, um, that are actually on contract for next season. So like um, Austin Reeves and Rui, I think are both restrict, restricted free agents. Um, I think D'Angelo Russell, Dennis Schroeder, they're all free agents. So um, there's, there could, there's a potential for the Lakers to look a lot differently next year. And after the game, LeBron in his press conference mentioned, kind of gave some cryptic comments about the fact that he needs to think about what his life and in, in basketball for next season and kind of throwing out potential retirement talks for next season. Now, I don't think there's a, any world in which LeBron just retires after this game, after the way the Lakers went out, after the way he went out. And again, LeBron's the kind of guy that would want a full retirement tour of an entire season kind of situation. So I don't think he really retires. You know, people have said maybe he retires for a year and then just comes back when Bronny gets drafted. Um, that's always possible. Maybe LeBron wants out of LA, although I don't really know why he would with his family here and, and Bronny about to go play at USC. Um, people think maybe he's kind of positioning to for the Lakers to um, go, after, go after someone like Kyrie Irving, which, you know, LeBron has been known to do to kind of say certain things to put the team, the team he plays for in a position where they need to go do what he wants to do kind of situation. Um, we'll kind of talk a little more about off season stuff in the, in the next episode. I don't want to get too into it now, but there have been some talks, you know, there's been some reports about the Lakers going after Kyrie. There's been some reports about the Lakers going after Trey young. Um, again, I don't, I don't know if that those are things that the Lakers need, especially what I'm trying to get back to is that the nuggets are a team that are going to have to be dealt with for probably at least a few more years. And the thing that the Lakers needed more than anything in this series was size. They needed someone like Dwight Howard. They needed someone like JaVale McGee, someone big that can, you know, to throw a body at, at, at Aaron Gordon, at Jokic. Um, and then they needed shot making guys that could hit timely threes. The Nuggets are kind of at this point, like they, they seem like they're the best team in the NBA. They're kind of the gold standard for what you need, what you need in order to compete. You know, and you need size to go up against Jokic, and you need shot making to compete with the guys like KCP, MPJ, Jamal Murray, and you know, again, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I don't think maybe you know, Kyrie does create shot, does give you shot creation, but then there's the downside of his big contract and who you could keep on the team if he has a max contract. Um, Trey Young is a guy where he can create on offense. You know, he's not the best shooter right now. Like, he, I think he only averaged, like, 35% from three or 36% from three. or th Maybe it was 32%. Not, you know, kind of had a downturn from the three-point shooting. But he does get a lot of assists, and he does create offensively in that sense. Not a great defender. Um, so that could help. But you still need someone that can, you know, play alongside Anthony Davis. I think the Lakers need to move to... Uh, moving Anthony Davis back to the four, bringing a big to play alongside him. Maybe you can bring in someone like Brooke Lopez. I don't know if that's even possible, but that would be huge. That would help, I think, I think free up some stuff for Anthony Davis. He also can 
Brooke Lopez can stretch the floor and hit threes also, but he can also go down and get rebounds and offensive rebounds and all that stuff. So that could be something to look at. Again, don't want to get too ahead of myself, but all this is just to say that the Nuggets, I think, are the gold standard. And I think if the Lakers don't create a team in the coming seasons that can compete with a team like the Nuggets, I think that we'll see the Lakers losing to them a lot more in the playoffs, especially if the Lakers can get, can get back to the playoffs. So, um, you know, I, it, it's been a fun season. It's been a roller coaster of a season. It feels like yesterday that the Lakers were, were, um, you know, we were counting, counting down the games that the Lakers needed to win to get to 500 and where they could end up in the playoffs. Could they get to the play in tournament and whatnot? And I think I would definitely say that I think this Lakers team exceeded expectations, you know, partially because I didn't really know what to expect from this team, so it was easy for them to exceed expectations. I didn't know, even going into the first round against Memphis, what to expect. I definitely didn't expect winning game one. I didn't expect to see Rui Hachimura get 29 points, Austin Reeves to hit big shots, and all that stuff. Um, It was definitely a roller coaster of a season, a lot of ups and downs. You get the big trade, you get the new team, you get a big win against Dallas in the regular season coming back from like down 27, but you also get LeBron hurting his foot. Is he going to be back? Is he going to be able to play? Um, you have Anthony Davis stepping up and being the guy while LeBron was out. You have the Lakers winning a very close game in the playing tournament against, against the Timberwolves that kept them from playing the Nuggets in the first round, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Um, and then two good series against against uh, Memphis and Golden State, and then a tough tough Western Conference Finals loss to a really good Nuggets team. So, it's been a really, really fun season. I really appreciate all of you guys that have followed me along on, on Twitter and have listened to my episodes, to my podcast. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Definitely don't plan on on stopping anytime soon. Um, definitely excited for this offseason and what the future has to hold with this Lakers team. I think, again, we'll get more into it. I think we have something really, really special in Austin Reeves. I really liked what we saw from Rui Hachimura. I'd love to see both of those guys back. I feel like from a role player standpoint, they should definitely be the first and second priorities, in my opinion. Um, get, I'll get more into it in a, in a future episode, but um, I think the Lakers have a lot to work with. I think the, the LeBron situation is something to keep tabs on, obviously. <laughs> if LeBron retires, then that could definitely change things for the Lakers. Um, but we'll definitely see what's to come there. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to Lakers Carpool this season. It's been a super fun season, a lot of ups and downs, but ultimately, I would say a pretty fun and successful season for the Lakers overall. Obviously getting swept really leaves a bitter taste in my mouth. You know, I would have at least liked to see them win one game, you know, like even the Celtics Celtics went down three Oh also to the heat and they, they won last night. So they at least won one game. So I would have at least liked to see them win one game in the Western conference finals. Although at the end of the day, the results are the same if the Lakers don't win the series, but, um, but yeah, a really successful season for the Lakers. And I think, I think uh, getting to the Western Conference Finals against a really good Nuggets team is a huge feat in and of itself. Um, And I'm really excited to see what the future has to hold with this Lakers team. Thank you guys so much for listening, and go Lakers! Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers. 2.1 seconds remaining. Denver a foul to give. Jokic trying to disrupt Rondo. He puts it in. Here's Davis. 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis has won it for the Lakers!